Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. And today we're joined by one of our head coaches at Cut and Conquer, Brittany Burgess. Hey guys, what is going on? So today we are going to be talking specifically about quad training, some of the benefits, some of our favorite exercises, some of our favorite sets, some tips, as well as some specifics on how to hit your quads at home versus at the gym, because I know a lot of people right now are still training at home. So definitely a good thing to go over as well. So before we get into today's episode... I am going to read off a review from one of our clients. So I know that this client is going to be listening to this podcast. I know she listens to every single episode. (laughs) And I specifically wanted to do this with Brittany because this is one of Brittany's clients. So Crystal, here we go. Absolutely love listening to this podcast. I can resonate a lot with what Christina speaks about. And these podcasts are what I listen to while I drive to work. So Crystal, if you're listening, you're probably driving to work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Crystal. You are absolutely fabulous. Crystal is seriously killing it. She's been in the program, what, like five months now, maybe? Uh, Yeah, five months. And she's been absolutely crushing it. I've loved working with her and being a part of her journey. She's killing it. She's super engaged too, honestly. She kills her workouts always in the group, always watching the live trainings, like really, really invested. And it's totally paying off. A hundred percent. Always asking questions, like wanting to learn more, which is fantastic. No, she's killing it. Amazing job, Crystal. (laughs) All right. So we're going to be talking about quad training. If you guys know me, you guys know I'm obsessed with legs. I'm obsessed with quads. I specifically have put like years and years into training my quads because I used to have the tiniest, skinniest legs that were about the size of my arms, honestly. (laughs) And quads are just like such a fascinating muscle group. Um, If you don't know, there are actually four quadricep muscles. So one little tip, if you aren't an anatomy geek like us, if you think about the names of muscles, you can almost tell like how many there are. Like biceps, bi, there's two. Triceps, there's three. Quadriceps, there are four. So Brittany, do you want to talk a little bit about, I guess, some of the, the benefits to training your quads and training your legs in general? Yeah, for sure. So the main purpose of honestly, the quad muscles. So the main purpose is to help you straighten your knee, but they're also going to help absorb force. When your heel is hitting the ground, they're going to help flex your hips, help maintain correct posture and your balance. They're going to move and stabilize your kneecap and they regulate your gait, which is the way you walk. There are so, so many different benefits as well as working your quads, making them strong you know, it protects your knee joint from injury, increases jump height, improves your overall athletic ability, improves your balance and stability. And honestly, it just makes your everyday movements, such as walking, bending, and sitting so much easier to do. Yeah, you absolutely nailed it with all of that. And when it comes to training 
legs in general, like your legs are such a big muscle group. So you're good. It's going to take so much output and so much energy to hit like a really good leg day. So that's why it is super essential. Even if you don't have like a specific goal to like sculpt your legs a certain way or build your legs bigger training legs is so important and all of the muscles in your legs, so your quads, your hands, your calves, your glutes from different angles with different types of exercises. It's really going to round out your training, whether your goal is to lose weight or whether your goal is to put on muscle, or even if you have a strength goal or anything like that. It's crazy too. Cause like your quads, they contain more mass than any other muscle group in your body. Like it is a ginormous muscle mass, like huge. And it's crazy. Cause like, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, like, I love working my quads. Quads are my favorite thing in the world, but I'm also very glute and hamstring dominant. So I literally am in the same boat as you, where I feel like I've been working my ass off (laughs) on my quads just because, um, I'm not very quad dominant and you quad dominant people out there. I am super (laughs) jealous of you. (laughs) Right. I feel like the majority of people are what we would call quad dominant, which basically means like, it's easier to feel your quads than your hamstrings and your quads kind of like to take over as opposed to the posterior chain with like your glutes and your Mm -hmm. hamstrings. Typically those are more challenging for clients to engage, but me and Brittany. <laughs> That's, That's us. Not the case for Man, us, like so. I even feel like when I'm doing leg extensions, my butt's just like, hey. <laughs> like, me too. And it's like, why? Like, stop. Even in hip thrusts. I know you can use a little quad and hip thrust, but sometimes, yeah, it's <laughs> no, it's been a challenge, a challenge. A challenge. And I've learned over the years of training what to do to help engage my quads a little bit more, which is super helpful. It's still a pain in the butt, but I've definitely, we're getting somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Quads too. This is like just my opinion, but I feel like they are the most brutal muscle to train because like you talked about, there's so much mass there and they're such a big muscle. So the burn it's like, unreal oh my God, I know training your quads. It feels like your whole body is on fire. If, if you're training them right and intensely enough, like it is a crazy intense workout. Like I know when I have a like day and if it's like quad dominant, quad focused, I'm going to be dead. <laughs> like I burn so many calories. Like my heart rate is just pumping. And then honestly, like the next day I'm like KO'd, like my legs are done. <laughs> right. So Brittany, do you have any, before we get into the specific exercises and sets that we love and that we recommend, do you have any tips that you want to share? Because I have a couple, but you can start. Yeah. So one that helps for me not being super quad dominant. So you really want to, when you're working your quads, you really want to pay attention to your shin angle. So to make any exercise more quad dominant, you're going to allow your knee to pass forward over the toe. So to the more acute your knee angle, the more work your knee extensors, so also your quads, will have to do to extend your leg again. So you're putting more force onto your quad. You're working your quads more. So really pay attention to that shin angle. Yes. And I hope that everyone knows that this is actually a myth, but a lot of people I've heard um, say that your knee should never go over your toes in like a squat movement. And it's definitely not the case. You definitely don't have to have your knee go over your toe, but it's not wrong to do that. And in some cases for certain people, it's actually like a preferred 
method of exercising. Like I prefer it, especially when I'm doing stuff that's involving the quads. I prefer having my knee to pass forward over my toes a little bit because I feel it way more in my quads. So do I. The only time, if you're like a super new beginner in the gym or super new with the squatting movement, I would just be be mindful because everyone's range of motion, their active range of motion is going to be a little bit different. So if you do get knee pain and whatnot, there's a lot of variations you can add. But again, everyone is so, so different. We yeah. can't really give a specific suggestion on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so one other tip that I want to add, and this you can apply this to everything, but I do find specifically it, it really helps with quads, is in any movement or exercise where your feet are locked down to like the floor or something like a leg press where your foot is pushing against something, you really want to make sure your entire foot is literally locked to the ground. One of the biggest, most common mistakes I see in clients when I used to do in-person training and just at the gym in general is people's feet moving around and not just before they start the set, but also during the set. So in general, when it comes to hypertrophy training and training for muscle growth, stability is huge. If you're not stable, your performance is going to be significantly limited when it comes to the exercises and the weight and the reps and the quality of your movement. So always lock your entire foot down onto the ground and double check it. Like make sure throughout that set, not just at the beginning that your toes aren't lifting, your heels aren't lifting unless there's a specific reason for you to be doing that in your set. Like you have a heel elevation or whatnot. You always want to keep like your whole foot locked down hard to the floor, no caving in at your ankles. And I find that that really takes it to the next level because when you're actively driving the floor down, you're already engaging your quads or whatever muscle you're, you're working for that movement. And like a hundred percent, this, like this kind of goes hand in hand with it as well. So another like good way to feel it in your quads a little bit more. So having your feet completely planted on the ground or the platform or whatever you're using, you want to almost have that. So if you want it to feel a little bit more in your quads, and I do this too, you kind of have that feeling of pressing your big toe into the ground. So using that key of pressing your big toe into the ground throughout the squat or anything you're doing, leg press, whatever, you know, can help you keep that even pressure throughout your whole foot during the squat or your leg press or whatever you're doing, which keeps the legs fully engaged rather than lifting the toes, the feet and limiting the force from the quads. Yep. Absolutely. Like there's another thing I've heard where it's like, Oh, shift the weight to certain places in your foot or whatever. And it's not really the case because even if you're using, what's the word for it? Like that little heel elevation thing, you still want your whole foot driving down into the, the ground. Right. Another another myth, and we're not going to get into this one too, too much today, but we hear it all the time is like close stance for your quads and like wide stance for your glutes. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case at all. Like it can be depending on the movement that you're doing. But if you're doing like a squat, that's a wide stance, sumo squat versus like a close stance or a leg press variation, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to hit more or less quad or more or less glute. The width of your stance doesn't make as big of a difference as the difference in the angle of your hip or the angle of your knee. Yes, totally agree. Another good one too is kind of like, and this is for anything too, right? So you're going to slow down that eccentric to keep your tension in the quad. So, um, so with anything, you know, squatting leg press, like literally absolutely anything, even upper body day, you know, to feel 
but in for this case, the quads. So to feel the quads more when you're squatting or anything like that, you're going to slow down that eccentric portion of the squat or your leg press, whatever, you know, which will require the quads to work even harder as the time under tension increases. And then we descend into that bottom position. So you almost want to treat it almost like a tempo squat and going slower into the bottom position. And then you're engaging the quads more than we normally would because of the increased time under tension, which is fabulous. That is such a good point. And to, to build off that as well. So basically what Brittany was saying too, is like, for example, at the bottom of a squat or even at the bottom of a leg press. So every exercise is going to have a strength curve. So for the squat or leg press, for example, it's going to be the most challenging at the bottom point. So when your knees are the most bent and your hips are the most flexed, that is when it's going to be the most challenging. And it's human nature to want to get out of that position as soon as possible because it is really challenging, especially if you're doing it right with the proper tension and with the proper stability. It's going to be painful. It shouldn't be painful as in a bad pain, but it's going to be a good, healthy, hardcore pain in your muscles, like burning. So not being afraid to like hold on to that feeling and not falling into your reps. I've seen that a lot on the leg press, people just like falling into the bottom of their leg press, (laughs) falling into the bottom of their squat, losing all the tension on their lunge. And just like Brittany said, like you want to control that eccentric, you want to control both directions of the movement and just make sure that your feet are locked down. And you just want to focus too on like maintaining that tightness in your bottom position. Like if you let those legs relax in your bottom position, then you will not have the tension that you need to drive as forcefully as possible out of that bottom position. Exactly. And you want to be powerful. Like even if you're not training as a power lifter, you want to be in control of the movement, but you still want to have power coming up out of that squad. Yeah. And like, just cause like, this is obviously we're talking about quads. Like, you know, if we're not maintaining that tension in our bottom position of absolutely anything, then, you know, our quads will obviously not be engaged and we won't feel them. So if you're not keeping your quads engaged at your bottom position of anything, you know, you're going to struggle to stand back up, especially as the weight gets heavier. Yep. One more little tip that I have. This one is specifically for squats, but you can, you can apply this in other exercises too. And that is to try, at least try this to remove your shoes because a lot of time, like we have imbalances in our feet or our ankles or even our knees and or hips and your shoes will mold to the movement pattern of your feet. So if you're not actually walking properly, you might not even know it. You're, it's highly likely that you're not going to be squatting properly unknowingly. So if you can remove your shoes and really actually feel the bottom of your foot against the floor, it's going to really drastically improve your squat. I know you can't always do that for every exercise and some gyms don't always allow it, but if you have that option to remove your shoes or wear socks, like I wear socks with little sticky things on the bottom so I don't slide around, it really, really helps. Honestly, I actually started doing that um, after we talked about it last, like whatever, that was like a few months ago. And like, I was wearing Converse vans, like to the gym, like they're pretty flat. Like, you know, you can't get much flatter than that, but I noticed a huge difference. Like it's crazy. Even just taking off your Converse, which are still fabulous to, you know, lift in, but it's like a game changer when you take your shoes off, (laughs) like it's not even with like, it helps with like, I found Bulgarian split squats are way easier for me (laughs) when I don't have my shoes on. (laughs) Yep. 
And then I guess too, like if you, if you, if your gym doesn't let you take your shoes off or whatever, like Brittany said, like Converse or any like really flat sole shoe that has a bit of stability is, is a good option. I even, I used to wear Nobles all the time and I found that those were also really great. I actually want to order a pair of those. They look fantastic. And they always come up on my Instagram, like sponsored. <laughs> stuff. The best marketing. Yeah. They're oh all- <laughs> my God. Like a hundred percent. Like every time they come up on my thing and it's just crazy. And I guarantee you tonight, it'll come up on my, you know how your phone does that. <laughs> and I, I will hundred percent see that tonight. And I'll be like, damn it. I want to buy those so bad. <laughs> they, they're actually, in my opinion, they're worth the money. They're relatively expensive. And if you live in Canada, like we do, you have to pay like shipping, yeah. I think and whatnot, but I had a pair and this was when I was working like full time as an in-person trainer and I was at the gym like 12 hours a day yeah. and I wore them 12 hours a day for like two years straight and I still have that same pair and they still like, oh my God. yeah, so they, they are definitely worth the quality. That's I mean the price. <laughs> okay. Well, if they come off on my Instagram tonight, if it's a sign, then maybe I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's talk about, cause I have a lot to say on this one. I love cause let's talk about mm-hmm. our favorite exercises and or sets for quad day or leg day I guess so I'll start off because I love these ones um another another little tidbit of information so this is specific to to Fort Mac it just popped into my head but if you train at Mac Island and you're not using the black leg extension machine you're seriously (laughs) leaving gains on the table and if you train at gymnation and you don't use the plate loaded leg extension machine again you're leaving huge leg gains on the table. So you guys have a loaded leg extension machine. Yes. And it's next level, but no one uses it. Ever. I have like, never, never use it but myself. <laughs> I have never seen a plate loaded leg extension machine before. That's yeah. so fun. The, the best part about it is it's two separate leg extensions. So you have one oh for my. each leg. So oh, you can't fantastic. favor one leg. I'm actually Googling it right now just so I can see what it looks like. Yeah. It's two separate little extension things. So you can do like one leg at a time and like not have that big pad across both legs. Oh, wow. That looks really fun. Yeah. Really so cool. my favorite variation of that, because I know a lot of people just get super set in like doing leg extensions, but if you do yeah. one and a half rep, so you do like the full rep all the way up, squeeze at the top, come down halfway and then back up to the top huge game changer and the control all the way back down because again like we talked about every exercise is going to have a strength curve so with your quad yeah. extension your leg extension it's your quad is going to be challenged the most at the top of that rep when your quad muscle is fully shortened so if you can hold on to that come down halfway and then go right back up into it oh, game changer sometimes i finish my like my quad days i usually finish on the leg extension so i'll sometimes depending on what i'm doing but i kind of do like if I'm doing high reps that day, I'll do either 15 or 20 reps. And on every single, like on the, every fifth one, I hold it for three seconds. Yes. That's killer. <laughs> and like, I'll usually do four sets of that. And that's like my quad day finisher. And it is killer. Yeah. That's a good one. I've done similar. I think I hold every third rep usually, but same, same idea. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> I also love, I've been doing these a lot lately. I love single leg leg extensions with your toes pointed out slightly. Oh, yes. So it's going to hit like a little more inner quad. And I, I like the single leg too, because the leg extension typically will allow you, unfortunately, to favor one leg because it's usually that like big pad that goes across both legs. 
So I like to do a couple single leg extensions every once in a while as well. Honestly, I love the leg extension machine. And like at my gym, there's only one. Uh, <laughs> so you like everyone, obviously, if you go prime time, like you never get that thing. <laughs> like I have to fight people for it. <laughs> that's brutal. There's only one leg press at my gym. We only, uh, no, we have two. No, like, yeah. Who only has one leg press? Yeah, that sucks. I used to go to a gym. I used to go to a gym that only had one squat rack and one Smith machine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like really those. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of Smith machines, I'm going to go on to my next one. This is a little bit of an unconventional one. Um, Ooh, I don't I like see many people doing these, but they are killer there. I would say they're definitely a more advanced exercise. If you're a beginner, I wouldn't start with these. Um, so what you do it's on a Smith machine. So another little tip, I feel like this to a lot of people, this seems like common sense, but honestly, like when I used to do in-person training and people were like nervous about the Smith machine, because it can be intimidating. I remember like way back in the day when I never went to the gym before, I was like, I have no idea how to use a Smith machine. And it can be tricky because some Smith machines will like rotate one way and some will rotate the other way. Right. Yeah. They're also different. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're setting up just for a, a basic squat or a basic lunge or anything on a Smith machine, always just like get the bar loaded on your shoulders first, because if you try to set up your feet first and then you try to like unrack the like attached bar, your feet are definitely going to be in the wrong position and you're going to set yourself up for like a failure of that whole set. (laughs) So get the bar set up first and then position your feet properly. I know that I feel like that's probably common sense to a lot of you, but it's definitely not to everyone. But okay, so my favorite exercise on the Smith machine, you're going to take a relatively large dumbbell so i think at my gym it's like a 35 pound or more because you want the big thick bottom piece like the the dumbbell part on each end needs to be like thick and then you're going to set it upright so it's sitting vertically and you're going to put your heels on it with your toes pointing out not extremely out but relatively out of course, you're going to want to make sure your knee is following in line with the angle of your toe. So if you're doing a wide stance squat, you should have your knee kind of traveling in line with the toe. And you're going to go again, a one and a half rep. So you're going to get your heels elevated on the dumbbell. They're going to be relatively close together, toes pointing out. You're going to um, squat down to the bottom. You're going to come up halfway. You're going to go halfway down again, and then all the way back up to the top. Those are killer. They're basically <laughs> doing, yeah, a heel elevated um, close stance Smith machine squat with a one and a half rep. Yeah. That sounds killer. You got to try it if you haven't. No, I haven't actually. I've done it with like a barbell, but no, I haven't done it on the Smith machine. I feel like that would be way better. It's yeah. It's more challenging because with, you know, with the barbell, like you can definitely push yourself, but you don't have as much stability. Right. Yeah. So you can't like Mac, um, like go to a failure, but with the Smith you can. You and can. I find that it's better with a thick dumbbell than with the little, wedge piece that elevates your heels because I just find it for this exercise it's not enough elevation I need to have my heels up like quite a bit so I can really really target the quads so my gym doesn't have those heel little platforms oh um so I just have to use so I'll use dumbbells but most of the time I use like plates oh yes that would work too but they're not that high so I'll grab So we have like this section in our gym that has like the fancy plates. So like the, like the 10, there's 10s, 15s, 25, 35, and 45, and they're all different heights. 
So, which is fabulous. And I use the 35 pound plate. It's like the perfect height, but no, like, and that's the thing, right? Most gyms, all their plates are like the same. Yeah. That's how mine are, but that's, that's handy. No, so handy. So it's really great because it's like the perfect amount. And then if you really want to test yourself, like grab that 45 pound plate and you're like, holy crap. (laughs) I have one more exercise I like, and I want to talk about, but do you have any you want to add? Yeah. So it's kind of essentially like the same thing you were just talking about. It's just not with the Smith machine. So it's heel elevated and you're going to be using a dumbbell. So it's almost, so you're going to have your heels elevated on your dumbbell or your plate or your little platforms, whatever you have. And then you're going to one leg at a time. You're going to, well, you're going to switch each leg, but you're going to do one leg at a time. And then you just, you're going to front lunge off of it. Do you know what I mean? Oh yes. So in your, while you're holding your dumbbell, so you're going to do, yeah. So you're going to lunge off of it and then come back and then you're going to do your other leg. I usually do that like 12 times. So six per leg. And then as soon as you're done that, you're just going to go right into normal heel elevated goblet squats. Like you, you so no, no pausing. Like your heels would just stay there. Stay right there. You do not move them. You don't take them off. You go right into those, like the lunges off the plate, right into your heel elevated. Like you literally, your quads will be dying. (laughs) Okay. And did you say, did you say that you, did you alternate or do you do like six and six? Um, it honestly depends like, uh, whatever, honestly, I switch it up usually, but usually I'll do, I'll, um, alternate. So I'll do left leg, right leg, left leg, right leg. And then, okay. but some people do one leg at a time. It just feels personally better for me when I like switch my legs up and then I'll do uh 12. So essentially six per leg. And then you go right into your goblet squats. It's like, oh my God. And if you're using like a challenging weight as a dumbbell that you're holding, oh my God. <laughs> Do you, do you hold the dumbbell goblet or do you hold them like at your sides? Like a goblet. Okay. I feel like that. Yeah. That'd be a little more quad. Yeah. That sounds killer. I'm actually going to do that. I've never done that particularly. Yeah, no, they're, they're fabulous. Like, especially like me not being super quad dominant, that exercise for sure. That movement, like my (laughs) screaming at me. I don't see how that could not. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, I'm all for quads though. Like, I love big quads. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. Like extensions at the gym and my legs are screaming. I literally can't move the weight anymore. I'm like, this I is don't even it. care. <laughs> no, I know. I feel you. It's the same thing. I love it. I love the look of like the, like the teardrop look. Like oh. you, I just, I love it. So <laughs> me too. I actually am obsessed with the wellness category. Like I love yeah. the wellness look because don't get me wrong. Like bikini is super cool, but the wellness, the ladies are like very muscular and you can have like more upper body muscle and like the big quads. Oh, that's like my dream. What did you compete I in? did figure. I did figure. And so I'm, I'm playing with the idea of like competing again, like within a year or so, like not too soon, like probably summer of 2023, but I really like would love to do wellness. Yeah. But the problem is I have really good lats. So it'd be such a shame to not do right. figure because yeah. like I have the whole V V shape, like down pat, like it's easy. Like my quad, yeah. um, lat spread, not quad, but quads are in my brain. My lat <laughs> spread is like insane. So it would be such a waste to not use that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Even though I really prefer the look of wellness. <laughs> I want to compete too. So bad. Maybe one day, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you could do wellness. Yeah. You got pretty good lower, lower <sighs> body. How tall are you? 
How tall am I? I am five five. Okay, so you're like average average height. Yeah. I feel like I you could know. honestly, I feel like you could do any of them. I feel like you could do figure too. Your back's pretty solid from that. I saw that TikTok. Yeah. And then <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe I'll do I've been dabbling and I've been like looking into it. And like that's the thing. It's like there's so much to like I don't even know where I would even begin. So I'd have to like obviously do more research. But I think it'd be really cool. It'd be so sweet if you did it again too. I know. Hey, I feel you have almost too much muscle for bikini though. Bikini is like a pretty I'm looking at like that. <laughs> like slim more slim look nowadays like yeah. they used to do they used to be more muscular but now it's it's not so much so anymore although I probably like, honestly if it was anything I'd probably do figure yeah I, I still love the look of figure but that I, I don't know I think now I'd actually pick wellness <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just I'm obsessed with the big thick legs like I love it no all right so back on track anyways my, yeah, totally my final <laughs> final quad exercise um this one you have to try oh but make sure you try it with no weight first no weight on the leg press machine because it's brutal so i think i honestly haven't done this in quite a while i think my max i got up to was 35 pounds on each side of the leg press so like that's actually pretty good for this exercise because when i first started doing it like about 3 years ago maybe i couldn't i couldn't complete it with just no weight on the leg press. So right. what you do, obviously start no weight. And it's basically leg press 21s. So oh you know how God. you do bicep 21s, but you're going to do yeah. it leg press and you're going to do it single leg. So if you're doing God, single what? leg, you typically are going to want to start with your weaker leg if you have one. So my left leg is a little bit weaker. So you're going to place your foot wherever your favorite foot placement is on the leg press. So for me, it's about in the middle. Uh, make sure your foot is driving down hard into that platform. You're going to bring, you're going to unlock it, obviously pull it, bring it down. So you're in like a full flexion of your quad. So knee really bent. You're going to do seven reps in the bottom range of motion. So from the bottom of your range to about halfway up. So you're not going to fully extend your knee. You're only going to do like half of a bent knee. Okay. You're going to do seven reps there. Then you're going to extend your leg fully to the top. So like almost locking out your knee, but not locking out your knee because we don't want that. Um, and then you're going to go halfway down and then yeah. all the way, almost straight. You're going to do seven there. You're going to hold on to the tension. It's going to burn after you do seven there. You're going to do seven full reps, full range of motion, all the way down, all the way up on one leg. So 21 reps total, seven at the bottom, seven at the top, seven full. Man, I'll have to try that for sure. That sounds killer. It is. And then I, I would usually do two sets on each leg so like left leg right leg left leg right leg and then i would put the weight on the leg press yeah and then i would typically do this is like my favorite leg press set i would do 15 um hip open leg press leg presses so like moderately wide stance with your toes out 15 and then super set right into like close stance yeah for 10 reps man that sounds fantastic it's really it's a lot of reps though like it's definitely high volume but it's killer like I think that's one of the sets that made my quads grow as much as they have that's fantastic I usually do on the leg press like if I'm doing quads I don't know I I just started doing them actually and I don't know if you've done them before but so they're this staggered leg press have you done that oh yes I usually do that on hack squat but yes oh I've never done on the hack squat that's fun so like it's essentially so you're just placing one foot in the middle of the platform and then your other one is staggered below for your support. 
but yep. like the foot in the middle of your platform is doing 90% of the work, right? Yeah. Um, and then usually I'll do my sets for that. Usually for, and like, this is for usually what I do for my leg press. So I'll do 15, 12, 10, 15. So as the reps go down, the weight goes up. So your last one, um, when you're back at 15, you drop that weight and then you just keep going. Or sometimes I'll do as many quality reps as possible. Yes. That sounds killer. You could do the staggered for the 21 too. Yes. Cause it gives you that little bit of extra support. I mean, I feel like 21s with anything are a killer. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay. That is all I have for my favorite quad sets and exercises. Yeah. I think we touched on pretty much everything that I do, everything. I learned some new stuff, which is fabulous. And like sometimes too, like I actually just did this today and it's like super simple, but like finish your quad day with walking lunges. Oh, like, I know. <laughs> it's really not fun, but honestly, grab some dumbbells and do like 15. Uh, honestly, I usually do 15 per leg and it's not fun, but, and then I do it four sets and my legs want to die. It's oh, just four sets. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like, that's when I'm feeling like dangerous and like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling spicy, you know, or like I took too much pre-workout and I'm like, all right, <laughs> but honestly, like the burn after and the pump after like your quads and everything are literally screaming at you after you just had an amazing, like huge, crazy session. And then you finish with those walking lunges. Sometimes too, you don't even need weight. And like, if you just throw your arms up, like over your head and just really focus yeah. on driving that friggin' your foot, like through the ground. <laughs> You're making my legs hurt right I'm now. Sorry. <laughs> my legs still hurt from the, and like Bulgarian, they just get me everywhere. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I know those bastards. <laughs> yeah. That's really all you need. Like you can literally yeah. do a full workout with just Bulgarian split spots. I think like <laughs> Bulgarians are really good for quads too. Like it depends. Yeah. Like when, like if you're leaning forward a little bit more, that's going to hit your glutes a bit. But if like you're up a little bit with your chest a little higher, you're, it's it's crazy. You can like feel it in your quads more. Yeah. And then usually with the Bulgarians, I do drop sets. So I'll start with two dumbbells at my side and then I'll drop to one and then I drop to none. <laughs> that's literally exactly what I did on my last leg day. <laughs> it's literally death. And I do it three times and it's like, thank God we only have two legs. Cause like... <laughs> Right. Do you want to know the set that I did? I did oh Bulgarian. So I had dumbbells at my sides, double bounce for five. This was my finisher. So this was my very finisher. So I did one set on each leg. Dumbbells at my sides, two of them for five reps, double bounce, then five reps, single bounce, like normal. Then I dropped the dumbbells to goblet style with one, two or five reps, double bounce, five reps, normal, and then dropped the dumbbells to no dumbbells and then did body weight, five reps, double bounce, and then five reps, body weight, normal. Man, I think I'd rather do the walking lunges. Really? <laughs> finished off, to be honest with you. That <laughs> sounds like <laughs> hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick with my walking lunges to finish off my quad days. <laughs> I, think, I think walking lunges scare me because most, most people who follow me know this. I had like a really bad injury last year. And I say it was my back, but it's not my back at all, actually. It's actually my rib cage. And anything that requires unfortunately like loading weight and like stabilizing my upper body yeah. is still really scary for me 
just like even barbell squats like I can't do a lot of them with a lot of weight right now which is so sad because they're my favorite thing in the world but also lunges where you're moving and you just require that extra stability in like your trunk anything like that really makes me nervous because I still have pain every day even though it's not bad so anything like that I just try to not do too much (laughs) that sucks no unfortunately but whatever well I was like I what was that like a month ago I pulled my groin really 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 bad and I can easily say I have not back squatted since it's been a month and I was in the same boat. Like I love back squatting and mm-hmm. I'm absolutely like, I'm terrified <laughs> to do it. Cause I just, I don't want to injure it again. Cause like, it was so bad. It's scary when you have an injury and yeah. it's just that like subconscious fear of like not wanting it to come back, especially if you live for the gym, like us, like it's so much more than just a workout. It's like our life. Yeah. So, and I think, I think our clients are like, feel the same way like it's like therapy it's your escape it's where you go to feel good and push yourself and when you have an injury for whatever reason and you can't do that there's so much fear associated with getting back into it because you don't want a the pain to come back and b you don't want to read yourself so you're out of the gym again you know especially like when you're you know progressing and you know you're seeing improvement and you're killing it and you're and like I was adding weight and I was like so good like I was hitting my you know PRs and then like nope (laughs) And I don't even want to like, even like attempt it. And like, I do my stretching and I stretch it out and all that stuff. I just, you know, that just that feeling, like, I don't want that to happen again because who knows, like it could be worse when it happens again. And I just like, I'll get back to it slowly, but (laughs) it's, it's always better to like err on the side of caution when you're dealing with a reoccurring or even a previous injury, you know what I mean? Because nothing is worth injuring yourself for, in, in my opinion. 100%. And that goes for everybody, anything you're doing, all our clients, like just, you got to just make sure, take care of yourself. Don't push yourself to the point where, you know, you just can't exercise again. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely sucks. Um, all right. So before we wrap it up, I just want to touch on a little bit about hitting your quads at home versus hitting your quads at the gym, because um, a lot of our listeners and a lot of our clients actually do train at home since COVID. Like I think the majority of cut and conquer clients pre COVID, I would say 80% trained at the gym. And now I think it's probably like 65% probably trained at home. Like 90% of my clients are at home. Really? Yeah. It's, it's a very high percentage. And the thing is a lot of people think they have to go to the gym to get results. And you absolutely do not. We've actually had clients who train at home with like body weight or like one set of weights. Yeah. And are having killer progress. So no, you do not need to have a gym membership to see progress. (laughs) Not at all. So yeah, quads, however, I feel like they are sometimes challenging to hit at home because typically at home, you don't have a leg extension machine. Typically Um, you don't have a leg press or a hack squat. And a lot of people also don't have a squat rack. Some people do, but I would say the majority of my clients yeah, train at home, they don't have a squat rack. Yeah. So you're limited to just dumbbells, which basically keeps you doing like lunges and like squat variations, right? And there's yeah. there's only so many variations, but some of our favorites, which we already talked about, but again, if you're training at home specifically, doing variations where you have your heels elevated, assuming you have the range of motion, you have healthy joints and everything, and you can elevating your heels for squats and even for lunge variations can totally be like a game changer for hitting your quads specifically. Another one that is killer, especially to combine in a superset is wall sits. They're highly underrated. They're they're (laughs) freaking killer. 
I hate Wall Street so much. They're really challenging. Oh my God, they're so challenging. <laughs> oh, I hate them. <laughs> I'm sorry to all my clients that I make them do well sits. I apologize <laughs> <laughs> because I hate them. <laughs> and you can do them anywhere. You can literally yeah. do them in your bedroom. Before we got on this episode, Brittany and I were actually talking about the excuse of I don't have time and how it's completely bullshit. You can do a wall sit while you're at work. Like <laughs> yeah, you can do a wall sit anywhere. Like you're waiting in line somewhere. Do a wall sit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> whatever. I won't judge. No judging. Yeah. yeah another so good well, one, like yeah. another one, good one at home too. And it's like very simple things. Like you don't need to have weight. You don't have anything like even just doing grab like a, like a chair, like a, anything you have, like a bench, whatever, just like step ups. That's exactly what I was going to say on my next one. Yeah. Oh my God, so funny. Step ups are totally underrated. <laughs> For, for glutes and for quads. Yes. They're so great. And like, again, you can do them on anything. It doesn't have to be this huge, like box that you need to stand up on, like whatever. No, actually I started doing them on like a little tiny step, like literally, you know, that little step to like step yeah. class. That's what I started doing them on. Cause I actually dislocated my ankle when I was like 14. So I've always been scared of like stepping on things. I always get my clients to start to like lower like that, especially if you're not used to doing them and you don't really have great balance. Yes. Um, it's good to start like obviously smaller and then obviously work your way up to whatever you have, but no, those are killer. And I like, I, you can do them at home wherever. <laughs> yeah. One, one little tip with balance too. I feel like a lot of people shy away from exercises because they don't have good balance is what they say. And that's, I mean, that's probably true. Like a lot of people don't have good balance, but balance is something that will improve very, very quickly when you work on it. So you might not have good balance for like two weeks, but if you actively practice that exercise, like every couple days and really put a good effort into it, your balance will improve so significantly. And that's like, Um, that's with anything, right? Like, yep. Practice makes progress people. So don't be afraid to try things that require balance just because you don't have good balance. Um, this one, I guess, (laughs) this kind of goes too with the whole balance thing. And you can, like I, like, honestly at home, you can do this absolutely anywhere. You can do it on a chair. You can do it on your couch while you're watching TV. You can do it while you're, you know, playing with the kids, like just single leg box squats. (laughs) Oh, I haven't done those in a really long time. Yeah. Like they're fantastic. Again, you can do them anywhere. You start practicing, you start doing them. They'll become easier. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another one. And this one is definitely not one that you, you have to do. Cause I know a lot of people don't like it and, and enjoying what you're doing is, is huge, but jump squats are oh, actually God. really great. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I hate those too. <laughs> I, I love, hate them. Actually, I just love yeah. them. I don't hate them. I like jumping around. I know yeah. like, the thing is, is you don't have to jump to get in shape. A lot of people think, oh, I got to do like burpees and jump squats and all this stuff. And like, you definitely don't. But if you like it, like I love to do an occasional hit workout. I know hit isn't always conducive to everyone because it does take a lot of energy. If you're in a really big calorie deficit, it's going to be very hard to recover. However, like I love hit training every once in a while because I just get to push myself so hard and I feel like a badass athlete. So like I love it like once or twice a week, but more than that. And I find that my recovery really, really yes. suffers. I well the hit workouts was all I was doing during COVID, like the lockdown, because like I didn't have any weights and like it was just one way to 
you know, get my ass in gear and my ass moving yeah. and I was doing hit workouts like crazy. Like I got my stamina up, like it was fabulous, but, <laughs> <laughs> but hit workouts are great. Like you throw a few in there during the week, you're good to go. Exactly. And I mean, steady state cardio is, is great as well. Like not yes. nothing against that, like walking. Oh yeah. Huge, huge game changer. Like lately my, my own progress with weight loss slowed down and I just started walking more. Like I just started moving more (laughs) and it's very simple and it is very effective as well. Yeah. No, same like with me too. And like, just obviously it helps the weather being nicer. Like we don't want to walk when it's minus 40 degrees outside, (laughs) but no, the weather being nicer, getting out there, I'm trying to like hit that, you know, 10 K steps a day or more, obviously. And I've noticed a huge difference. I've noticed a difference in my sleep, like just my mood, like walking is great. <laughs> it is. It really is. Especially if you can walk outside because you got like yes. so the, nice. sun and the air. And... Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think that's all I have today. Brittany, do you have any finishing bits of info you want to share before we end it off? No, I think we touched on everything. That was good. We got lots of, we had a nice quad chat. We got lots of good information. Absolutely. So. If you guys did get any value from this episode, if you guys are going to try out any of these exercises or sets or tips, let us know. Let us know how they go. Let us know how killer they are. Tag us on Instagram. You can share this episode. Let us know what exercises you try or what you've learned. Um, you guys know me at Nifina and Brittany, you're at B Burgess, right? We'll drop it in the show notes. Yeah. Good. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks guys. Super fun. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.